everybody. Welcome back to a brand new edition of the Ike Live Show. Hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday. I know we are. We're here in the studio chilling, sitting to my left, the one and only Cliff Crochet. Cage it, baby. Cliff, thanks for being in the studio. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is awesome. Great conversation. Um, want to remind you tonight, if you're watching, um, if you're over at Facebook, do me a favor. Stop real quick. Like and share the feed. Like and share the feed. If you do that, you're going to be entered in a chance to win the world-famous Ike Live gift bag. Also, your input is critical tonight. If you have a question or comment or something you're listening to and you just want to say something, please hit us up on the IM right there at the bottom of your screen. Also, we're checking our social media feeds on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Ike Live Show, if you want to comment over there as well. Um, we've got Brian Carpenter. Yes. This is great because I'm excited because this is actually two weeks in a row that I've had an opportunity to talk to Hank. That's right. So this yeah. is cool. We had him on Bash U. We, we had him on Bash University. We talked about hooks and We got to talk shop yeah. with Hank. And Thank now you. we have him on Ike Live Show. So that's really it's cool. It's all you, dude. This was your request. You got, well, you, got you got an agenda here. Okay. Well, I'm so I like it. I, like I do like it. it. I do like it. I'm so glad I have him, and I'm going to uphold my promise, and I'm going to remind him of that promise once we get him on here. <laughs> is he is he ready? Ready to go. With okay. Joining us live on Ike Live, been on the show many times before, not one, nope. but two time. Yeah. Bassmaster Clash champion. Hank Cherry. Let's go. Join us on the show. <laughs> Hank. How you doing? How you doing tonight? Doing good. On vacation with the family down at the beach. Been flounder fishing all day. It's been a good day. Flounder fishing. Man, a little a little change of pace from bass fishing. I like it. I was going to sharpen up my, you know, my drop shot skills for the current up north. So I figured we'd get out and took Christian out in the boat today. We took the sea arc out and he caught his actual personal best 25-incher today. Wow, 25-inch flounder. So what are we talking uh, weight-wise? I, I I judge everything by weight. We talking about a 5-6 pounder? Uh, what are we talking about? Somewhere around that 4 to 5 pound range. Nice. I consider that a doormat for sure. That's huge for around here. That's good. Now, I, I'm just assuming you guys catching them on gulp or bucktails or what are you using? Um, sometimes gulp. Today we were uh, drifting with mullet minnows. Mullet minnows. Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I, I appreciate you taking time out of a vacation, and uh, I, I know how busy you've been since winning the Classic. We joke with you on Bash U a week ago. Brian Carpenter, what did you say, 2,647 podcasts Hank's done <laughs> in the last three weeks? Is that what it was? Yep, but we're probably the only ones he's had to do twice. That's right. <laughs> we are the only one he's had to, had to do twice. And Apologies. Yeah. Sorry, Hank. And I <laughs> promise you, Hank, I'm going to uphold this promise. Tonight on the show, I will not ask you any fishing technical-related questions whatsoever. Zero. No questions about bass fishing whatsoever. Well, that will be a nice change of pace. <laughs> hey, can I ask Hank a question? Of course, Cliff. Hank, you can ask Hank how are you raise doing? Your, raise your hand, Cliff. Hank, you can I ask Hank uh, a question? Uh, Hank, congratulations ahead, on the classic. Can you hear me? I think Mike, you can hear, I got can you hear me, Hank. I got you. All right, congratulations on the classic. And he's talking about Christian, his son. I, I don't know how old Christian is now. I guess probably 9, 10, 11, something like that. How old is he now? He's 11. 11. 11. 
So we was in Knox. I guess we was in Knoxville fishing the. Uh, that was the first tournament at Cherokee on the Elite yeah. Series that year. Yeah. And me and Hank and uh, Colby and Jacob was up there eating chicken wings, <laughs> watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> and Atlanta yep. got up on uh, New England by like 21 points or something. And Hank was on the phone with Christian having to chill him out because Christian was all mad because New England was down and getting beat. It was it was the coolest thing in the world. Wow! And then New England came back and, and won. But I remember Christian. I like I remember that forever. Yeah. The dude was <laughs> pissed off because New England was was <laughs> getting beaten. Hank Hank was like, Hank had like talked to his son over the phone to chill him out. Dude, yeah. it's all good. They got a lot of game left, and they come back and win the game. Look at that! I love <laughs> it. He get he gets pretty emotional sometimes. I love it. That competitive spirit passing yes. it down, Hank. That's how it works. Oh. Yeah. The genes oh, are is. strong. The genes are strong. He is super competitive. <laughs> we, he, he, he thought we were having a flounder tournament today. You'd, you'd have thought in the boat the way he was acting. <laughs> <laughs> I know a little little guy like that, too. His name is Vegas. So Rich, when he takes his guide clients out. Yeah, Rich, yeah. when he takes his – he wants to beat his guide clients, <laughs> beat their heads in. Um, Hank, first question, how busy has it been? Now, uh, you know, when you win a classic, it's all new – Things are crazy, but this is your second one. So I know it's been busy, but is has it been more of a controlled environment the second time around, or are you just totally wiped out, head spinning, phone ringing? How's it been the last few weeks? Um, you know, with with Jacqueline and a few people over at Bass have helped me out. We've been able to keep it under control. I've done a lot of a lot of interviews, a lot of podcasts. I've had a lot of requests for meetings. Um, people already bugging you, asking you about the third one when I'm just trying to celebrate the second one. <laughs> um, you know, it, but this time around, it's just a total different experience because the you know we're not shut down by the pandemic. Yeah, uh, I'm seeing a lot more people. Um, you know, it's it's been it's been a lot of fun. I mean, it yeah. really has. We sat down here at the beach the other night to go eat, and. uh a lady came up and tapped me on the shoulder and said her husband wasn't going to come talk to me, but she was. And he'd already walked out with his son because he didn't want to speak to me. And they were telling me that they're proud and they watched the tournament. They're big fans. And yeah. Would it be all right if she brought him back in the restaurant so she could come get a picture? They, they didn't want to interrupt dinner. So, I mean, it's still hard to get used to that. I mean, I enjoy it and I appreciate it. But other than that, man, we're just trying to finish the year. Finish the year strong, and then we'll take care of business when the year's done. Yeah, it, it's interesting, Hank, because, you know, for years and years and years, the Bassmaster Classic was the ending point to the season, right? Like, when I won, it was sort of the season was done, and it was, you know, you kind of had already relaxed, and then you gear up for this. But you guys have it different, you know, now. So y you do. How many events? Two events left. Am I correct? We got two two left, Champlain and St. Lawrence. Yep, yep. That's interesting because I, I I I'll be honest with you, I'd be mind mind fucked in in a in a in a sense. And what I mean by that is, dude, like after after I won the classic, like I I was on cloud nine for like four months. Like I couldn't couldn't concentrate. I couldn't think. I was smiling. Dude, how the hell are you going to go drop shot when you're smiling, you know? That dude's on drop shot. He's going to throw a jerk bait. Well, if he's, how are you going <laughs> to jerk bait when you're smiling? You know what I'm saying, Hank, right? Because I know, you know, it's a big deal. And 
Now you got to go focus on two. That's got to be tough. Uh, it's like it's like Cliff said earlier, man. This is what I wanted to do my whole life. That's my dream I'm living. I'm not mad about it. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm just going to go and have fun. Yeah. I mean, I've got the, I've got the next one made. I've got a chance to get pull somebody else in by double qualifying. And, yeah. you know, I just you know, I, I would like to go up north one time and have it all go my way where they don't go jumping off or act stupid at the boat and just see what I can do. But, um, man, I had to fish all last year after I won. We had the whole season ahead of us. Yeah. With the pandemic. Yeah. Moved everything from the spring to the fall. So that was a totally different challenge. But, you know, this time around, man, I'm just enjoying it. I'm kind of like you. Yeah. It's still kind of hard to believe that it did it, that it happened. Yeah. I'm so thankful that it happened, but I'm just taking it one day at a time, just enjoying life, and I'm ready to go after them and, and get the season done. You know, um, awesome. still got a chance to jump into the top 10 to get some of that extra bonus money. So I'm just ready to go get it done. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah, Cliff, what do we you got? We were talking about fishing. We were talking earlier about fishing areas and, and making it work in that area. Yeah. Hank Cherry. Hank fishes within – Hank, how far you run from boat ramp? But no more than three miles? Within the eye side of the boat ramp, Hank Cherry has won more money <laughs> on his career <laughs> within it's three great, miles of the boat ramp. It's a great strategy. Worry about the fish and not the running, right? It's a great strategy. Well, you know, usually what happens is, is if I don't put in where we take off from and I choose another site, I'm one of those guys that starts fishing. I start looking instead of start graphing and running around. And then by the time I've spent a day, I've established an area that I like. And instead of trying to go confuse myself and do other things, I go back to that area and try to find something else in that area. Yeah. And that's yeah. just, that's just all, it's always worked for me. Yeah. It's a great strategy. It's a great strategy. And it doesn't spread you too thin. Um, Hank, I want to ask you this. I'm going to put you on the spot on this one. And we've had, in the seven years here of Ike Live, we've had some amazing classic champs on and i've asked them all this same question so i'm going to put you on the spot and ask you tonight um when you win a classic it puts you on a platform right you've you've got you've got a voice you've got a soapbox for an entire year this is your second year in a row um and i'll give you a story real quick before i ask you this question when takahiro won takahiro won the year after i won the classic right so I gave him the trophy. It was a cool moment. I was on stage. I got to hand it over to T.O. He accepted it. And then later the next day or that afternoon, I ran into T.O. and we were talking personally one-on-one. -on -one. And I said, man, awesome. Congratulations. This is great. Man, dream come true. I said, T.O., what what's going to be your platform for your classic reign, right? Like, what are you going to do with this win? And I, and I felt like it was an important question to ask him. And T.O., and I, I'll do my best T.O. imitation for you, said, Yes. Oh, Mike, no, I just want to fish. <laughs> and I was, like, heartbroken, you know? He actually <laughs> ended like, up. I, 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 I was Yeah, I was heartbroken, Hank. Like he didn't ready really, to help him? You know? Yeah, no, <laughs> I was just, I wanted to know. And he was like, I don't want to do anything, you know? But he actually ended up having a great platform because he ended up going to Japan. He sort of created this worldwide unity of bass anglers. So he did. He just didn't say it to me, you know. But I, I want to ask you tonight, Hank, you've got another year of being a classic champ. 
have you guys thought about it? Do you know what your platform is going to be? What what what's your what's your motivation? What's your goals? What do you what message are you going to try to spread? Well, I've I've got one that I really can't talk about, but it'll come to light more as the year turns when we get ready for next year. But okay, second thing I'm going to do, I'm going to spend a lot of time with the Woods to the Water people. We got a lot of classes um, getting together for you know, the youth all the way to the college anglers. Yeah. And I'm going to do, I'm going to do a lot of teaching and I'm going to teach the, the college kids, the ones that are expiring to do this for a living. I'm not going to keep teaching them about fishing. I'm going to talk to them about a budget, how to get around yeah, the realities of what could happen and why your education is important. Need something to fall back on. Um, I'm going to talk to them about that stuff because I think too many of them have this idea that, Hey, it's just going to happen. Yeah. And it just, it does it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And so I think I think my platform for the most part is going to be, you know, uh, doing a lot of work with them. Going to put on a tournament for the Warriors journey. And then uh, I got something I got something special coming for, uh, you know, all the first responders, police, uh, veterans, the whole group, all of them, firefighters, every one of them. I got something special coming for me at the turn, the turn of the year that I think. They're going to like and appreciate, and I'm pretty fired up about it. Wow, that's awesome. Well, we love to hear that, especially with the youth. We love to hear that. First responders. Got first, the first responders. First responders, we love it. That's awesome. Um, Hank, this is one. I, I checked the our social media earlier, and this is one that came through, and I wanted to relay it to you. And I can't remember the name. I'm sorry. I apologize whoever's watching. I don't remember the name, and it write it down. The question was, if you weren't, if you didn't end up being a professional angler, what would you be doing? That was the question. Oh, third man. base for the Cincinnati Reds? Yes! Because yes. <laughs> that's what I see you as. I mean, you, you, can yeah, put a, you can put a baseball hat on and be like, yeah, he's, he's definitely in the MLB. My, my wife always, she's always like, why didn't you go play baseball first and make a couple million and then go fishing? Um, <laughs> you know, you get that real money. I would probably... Um, I'd be training. I mean, if I wasn't a professional fisherman, before I got into this, I went through, uh, I worked uh, in the wine business with my dad and I had to go through the Gallo training program. Um, and I was a pretty good, I was a pretty good district manager. I had a pretty good, uh, I had a pretty good path. Oh, food. Look at the food. I had a pretty good path. Um, had a pretty good program going. I trained a lot of, kids coming out of college and got them on their way um i enjoyed that I, bu I bumped heads a lot with uh store managers and my father and my employees but at the end of the day i think that was something i was pretty good at now if i could have my dream job uh and get paid to do it it would be coaching youth baseball coaching youth baseball that's awesome yeah, yeah my son my my son loves to play he's got a bunch of good friends we've got a bunch of kids in our area with great talent. And if, if I had the time and could do it now, I'd still like to do it. But that would be like my my dream job if I could just teach them. Because I, I enjoy baseball a lot more now, seeing it through my eyes for my son than I did when I was playing. Yeah. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. There, there There's something to be said to that, to, to see your kids – doing something that you love and to see him excelling at it, it it's it's a really proud thing. Like I can't remember who we were talking to about this the other day. 
But, Hank, I captained Vegas in a few tournaments the last few years, you know, was the boat captain for the youth events. And, dude, uh-huh. I was, like, I felt like I was competing at a different level, and all I was doing was netting, his, netting the kid's fish, you know? Drain. And then I, oh, dude, I was, like, when he lost one, I was crushed. When he caught <laughs> one, I wanted to scream and jump out of the boat. Vegas, you know, Vegas took it better than Mike. Vegas took it better than, than I did when he lost one. But I, I know exactly what you're saying because when you see your kids excelling at something that you like and you're passionate about, that's that's a good feeling, man. That's a really good feeling. Well, it's, it's good to watch him. He, he, he works so hard at it. He's got a lot of God-given athletic ability. He's a little he's, – he's still on the smaller side for his age group and his teammates. But, I mean, his drive and just watching him work and see – how much better he gets from spring to fall and then back to spring and the dedication he puts to it, go on with his hitting coach. And he has his little quirks and demons, just like we have as fishermen, things we've got to work through. Yeah. He has to work through that. And it's just pretty cool just to, just to watch him evolve. That's awesome. That's awesome. Let me remind everybody, uh, you're watching a brand-new edition of Ike Live. We've got uh, not one but two-time Bassmaster Classic champion, Hank Cherry, on with us. Back. You've got a question or a comment, please send them through, and Rizzo's going to get them out. Riz, what do we got? Riz? Yeah, um, Cliff Crochet's English teacher wants to know, Hank, <laughs> what, what kind of workout routine do you have to uh, be able to fish a jerkbait as often as you do? <laughs> is it is it a Rodney Coleman? Is it a Rodney Coleman routine? Rodney, you, do you use more of a of a uh, of a long term stability pr- uh, routine. <laughs> I eat a lot of bald seafood. <laughs> bald seafood is good man that airless seafood wow no the the, the, the jerkbait thing man it's just it doesn't bother me it never has it's never gotten me tired it never makes me hurt it just i don't know it just doesn't bother me it's just something i like like to do and it's comfortable and like when i pick up that flipping stick with that big weight like two hours into that i'm hurting i guess this is a different motion that i'm not used to doing but the jerk baiting doesn't bother me at all. Wow, bothers me. I get yeah. I get tired after a day of jerk baiting. I'm tired, man. I start I start jerking and then I end up jerking. Yeah. The other yeah. the other hand. Yeah. yeah, do a little <laughs> oh, a little bit of here, a little bit of there. Just slap it over here. A little there, a little there. What else you got, Riz? Yeah, uh, Scott seven two five six wants to know uh, what position did you play in baseball, Hank? Um, mostly let from. Probably my – well, I tell you, I started as a shortstop when I got to high school. I got mouthy one day at practice <laughs> because there were some fly balls getting dropped. So my <laughs> coach kindly told me to get my butt out there in the outfield and nothing better hit the grass. And then I pretty much never came back into the infield from that day. And I huh. played outfield. I played outfield in college, center, left, right, DH. I was just – I guess you could have put me wherever you wanted me to and I could have played it. Wow. How did you – so I, I want to know, how, talk about how you felt differently or if you did this year from, like, last year. Because, like, last year when you were catching those fish, like, that you knew were the classic winning fish, I could feel your energy through the TV. And, like, I was on the BU sales floor, like, fist-pumping people, throwing people through walls. <laughs> Head-button like, people. I was fired up. Punching people in the crotch. Dude, yeah, it, it was just – it was great. And, Sweet and but, but But this year, I felt like you had a little bit more 
like you had a, a kind of a calmer presence about you? Was that just because it was your second time around or was the time of year different? It was a little hotter. You didn't want to expend the energy. Talk about that a little bit. Um, well, you know, the, the, the first year around, God, I mean, everybody thinks about the jerk bait. They, and that's how I still the deal at the end. But like the first day was the magical day. I mean, like I, that day still goes over my head over and over and over. I mean, how many times do you just get one bite in a place you're not even planning on fishing? The weather changes. You go to it. You catch a keeper. You're like, all right, I'm not going to zero. Then you catch a five-pounder, and you're like, great. And then there's one stick in the water. You throw to one side of it. You catch a seven-pounder. You get him in. You throw to the other side of it. You catch a seven-pounder. You get him in. I mean, that stuff just doesn't happen. And I tried to stay as calm and cool as I possibly could going into that last day. But I mean, I was like a firework show inside. I was just ready to explode. And then I get out there and they're not biting. And I'm like, this is the ship we're on. It's either going to go down here or the ship's sinking because they're here. And then when I, when it started going and I caught that first big one, I let out a roar. But when I caught, when I caught that last big one, I was like, I got it. And it was just like, all the emotions of everything I'd been through yeah. all the way back to 2013 when I lost that fish, it was just like, I got, like, I just want a UFC cage fight with a little green bass. I mean, that's how, <laughs> that's how I felt. I was like, gee. And then this year, um, I knew how hard it was to go back to back and repeat. Um, and, and I had a pretty good thing going. I just needed to make sure I did my job let all outside interferences go away and just do what I needed to do. And, um, you know, I, di- I didn't have that feel- feeling where I thought, hey, I won this thing. But I knew on the final day when I finally caught the fifth one that I had done my job with whoever somebody had to catch him to beat me. Yeah. And I was just – I was at peace with the whole thing. And I, I, I think I credit that a lot to the experience just of last year and yeah. what I was going through. But really, 2013 and losing that fish to the Classic – that's when Mike cussed out the dog, if y'all don't remember. Yeah, but, that's um, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, um, I think that experience really has helped me stay under control and calm, just try to control the things that are in my grasp and not worry about everything else. Yeah, I got a question about 13. Yeah. In 2013, you missed that fish. Was that, like, when you miss a fish, you like, man, that was the one, or it might have been the one. That fish in 13, would it have won it for you? Or you? Do we know how big it was? Like, Was that the one that it cost you a win? Are you not sure? Or No, it cost me. I know, without, I know without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, I had like a 111, 112 in there, and oh. I had almost 18 pounds. I knew yeah. that that was the one. Yeah. Those but, are... I mean, you could call it bad luck. You could call it whatever. I mean, I, they come off. Yeah, they got swimmers. They got miles. Sometimes you don't catch them. Sometimes you do, and it, that just wasn't my time. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to. Uh, we're we we talk a lot on the show about you know, I don't want to say it's like philosophical thought, but how something happens. Sometimes they're bad things that happen, but it's sort of like meant to be, and it like points you in a direction, yep. right? Yep. So you know, you look back on that, Hank. That that fish hurt for that year and probably a lot of years after, but it. It was probably one of the most important things that ever happened in your life, you know? Well, it was. I got a lot of attention for it, a lot of exposure for it. It's not the way you want to have it. But, I mean, at the same time, um, 
same time, you know, that's that was my first tournament coming fishing with all you guys. Yeah. And I, it, it showed me, I was like, I can do this. Yeah. You know, and it, 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 was a, it was a good time. The only, the great thing that came out, besides winning this one, the best thing that came out about this one, after Matt Airy losing those fish on a frog, they'll never replay mine again. They're all <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Matt Airy is now the new guinea pig. Well, Hank, uh, yeah. uh, real quick, this is a good moment. We want to um, take a second. This is two in a row. You're an amazing champion. We've got a little tin cup whiskey here. Uh, mm -hmm. We want to toast you to winning another Bassmaster Classic. Cheers, Hank. Thank you, guys. <laughs> My wife's drinking with you. Oh, that whiskey's so good. Uh, <laughs> wow. I love the rye. There's something about the rye. I, I'm, I, I mean, I love all the tin cup. But that rye, Bry, I, I, yeah. I'm just telling you. I know. Hey, Bry. Rye, Bry. I like it all. Bry, do you like the rye? I just mean. All right. Now, <laughs> like, what's the rye taste? Yeah. Like? By the bean. Now, after I took that <laughs> shot, Hank, and I loosened up a little bit. It's all warmed up. Uh, okay. I can ask you a hey, little hold bit. Hold on a second. Jacqueline just told me to tell Becky she said hello. Aw. Hi. Hey, girl. Wait a I finally showed up. Hey, girl. Um, now, after I warmed up a little bit. Are you going to uh, ask fun questions? This is a fun question. <laughs> this is a really fun question. Do you have any regrets about not going over to MLF and fishing? <laughs> yep, here we go. No, I, I think I'm pretty good. One. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's funny, though. Like, I, I asked the question because I knew what you were going to say, but... It is funny to me, you know, like this dude's always throwing. No, it's great. It's great because <laughs> Hank, the great thing about it now is I'm I'm out. I got no allegiance to anybody. I don't give a shit. I just I can just talk about whatever I want. But it's funny to me, you wait, know. Wait, that talk about whatever you want, or just like poke. At I know. I'm not poking. Want. I'm not poking. It's 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 funny. <laughs> Hank, it's funny. Admit it, it's funny. <laughs> It's funny. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. But no, I mean that whole thing that went down, and you know, I I think for some guys, I think you know, going was a good thing, and staying was a good thing, and obviously for you, I I think it, it's really worked out, and you've done a great job at Bass, and you know, I mean, it's just I think it was it was a good thing <laughs> that you stayed. Now, have you had have you been contacted by Boyd or Gary to come over there? No, okay. <laughs> they ain't calling me. Okay, they might send me a death threat, but they ain't calling me. <laughs> oh man, I didn't know. I thought maybe they were trying to recruit. You know, I didn't know. You know, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Know, like, this is fun. I don't know where you're going. Now. I don't know where I'm going with it either. I just had that on my notes because I thought it was funny. <laughs> That dude's always up to something. Bro. No, oh, he loves no. He loves the uncomfortable moments. Yes. You ever notice that? It's like the pranking where yeah. Pete and I sit there sweating. Yeah. And we're like, please don't call Bass Pro Shops again. Yeah. No, but I will. I will say this, Hank, and I'll, I'll say this to sort of smooth out what I just said before, which is, um, I think it all worked out in the end. Seriously, like, if it, it, would you agree? Like, when it was all going down and there was a split. There was hard feelings from a lot of people, from the organizations, from the fans. But now that we're past all that, and Cliff, I want you to chime in on this too, both you guys. Would you guys agree that we're past that? I feel like we've settled in a little bit now, right? And like Bass is doing great, and they're doing their own thing, and they've 
they've got a great fan base and they've been able to elevate new new people and new and new personalities. I think MLF's doing great, right? And they've got their own fan base. Would you agree with that? Hank, start with you and then I want to go to Cliff. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And I don't think really it's like I told you before, like for the majority of the anglers, there wasn't really a everybody wanted to make like there was a riff or right. you know, whatever. I mean, yeah. I I, I said it even even way back when, you know, you when you're a grown man, you got to make your own decision. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, and the thing that ticked me off in the beginning, we're going to get into this. I can't believe it, but was just verbiage. But now I think you've seen that there's been some guys that have flourished in, in the catch as many as you can format. Yeah. And there's been opportunities for new guys to come up on our side and get their name shown. Yeah. And then there's been other guys, you know, that, tried that and then all of a sudden this ain't for me so they came back and went right. through qualifying or whatever i mean yep. so that's just the, that i think that's gonna be i still say that that's just gonna still constantly be a revolving door yeah because that's just the opportunities that are in the bass fishing right now i mean yep. you got a re, you got a revolving door and, and when people if they they get complacent and they stay and you stay too long, you don't perform, then you're gone. Yeah. Or maybe they start to regret a decision. Then you do that. You get unhappy. Then you fish bad. Then you're gone. Yeah. And it's just, I, I think right now, all the good publicity we can get towards fishing is a really good thing because during the pandemic, you know, the fishing community and the fishing business boomed. Cause there was nothing for anybody else to do and they went fishing right and they bought up everything yeah so i mean I, I i see good coming out of both sides of it how it how it all ends up five six years from now who knows because nobody could have predicted this right five or six years ago so right you know as long as it keeps going forward and there's a, and and new talent keeps coming along and you know the, yep. the youngsters keep learning and there's people to be the next cliff to be the next ike to be the next hank to be the next kevin i mean that's the most important thing to me yeah yeah cliff I want to send it to you real quick would you agree is there room for two organizations yeah i think so yeah i think so i do too yeah i, I think so and uh come kind, of, kind of what hank touched on like uh, you touched on when that was a split people uh people made decisions for what they thought was best for them yeah and uh some people it might have seemed like there was some some beef or issues yeah. within the fishing community. Yeah, and some time has passed, and that I don't think there is. I feel it's, I feel like it's settled out. Like uh, yeah. like me and Hank, for example, I, I'm at Major League Fishing. Hank's at Bass. Yeah, yeah, it's all cool. I text him congratulations. If I saw him on the side of the road with a flat tire, I'd yeah. stop and change. Like yeah. it's uh, the fishing community. No matter where you work or who you work for, or yeah. if you don't fish tournaments at all, or if you uh. Uh, sound guy on a podcast. The fishing community is fishing community. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's a it's a good group of people. So yeah, yeah, life is good. Do you think if Hank was on the side of the road with a flat tire and Dave Lefevre drove past, would he stop? Dave Lefevre? Yeah. I, I hope he would. <laughs> <laughs> would he stop for you, Mike? You think he wouldn't stop for me? <laughs> what we haven't. Don't give him before no. he came. What me? No, I no. We haven't even mentioned Dave Lefevre in like in like two two years yeah, on this show. I just years. thought I would bring his name back. Oh, Jimmy, it was fun. All right, Hank. It's the whiskey. 
Um, another great question, and <laughs> I ha I'm, I'm going to ask you this because I I had this same thing when I won the classic. Um, did you have a splurge item? Was there was there something that you splurged on twice? And it doesn't <laughs> have to be no. I'm talking about this year. Doesn't have to be for yourself, for your wife. Did for you your buy a Gucci for your family? <laughs> or like we got, <laughs> we got Louis Vuitton coming in, Prada, Fendi, Hermes. What do we got? Talk to me, Hank. We, we haven't uh, we haven't done really anything yet. Okay. I mean, we we haven't. It's been. Uh, well, I mean, I, I got the I got the CR last year for me and Christian to bump around down here at the beach, but yeah. I, I haven't done anything yet. We've just kind of been just sitting back, and Jacqueline's still in awe with it all, just like I am. I mean, it's still kind of hard to believe, but eventually we'll we'll do something or get something. I mean, it's yeah. just we've just been enjoying it. That's awesome. Put that check in the bank. Feet yeah. up, chilling. If you need help. I'm really good at spending money. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get some some lions at the end of your driveway. Right? Yeah. <laughs> lions. yeah, gargoyles and lions yeah. at the end of the drive. Um, get them. Did have you wrapped your hands, uh, your head around your hands around your the hands fact? Around your head. Yeah, have you wrapped your head around the fact that you're a two-time classic champ? Not many people alive have that title. Um, you're in a new position in your career, right? You, you, you're in a place that not very many anglers are. And with that comes the ability to grow your brand, to elevate your sponsorship, to elevate your business. Have, have you wrapped your hands around that fully yet? Or is that something you're working on, something you're thinking about? You know, that's something we're thinking about. And... Um, you know, me and Jack when I've discussed and usually my dad stays out of that part a hundred percent, but he's, he started to open up a little bit and talk about it. Um, yeah. but we really, what's the best way to say it? Not entertaining things right now. We are listening and have read some things and have, have had people speak to us, but we really want to get through the year. Yeah. Um, and get through ICAST so we can really just sit down and make the sound as possible. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I, well, you know, I yeah, I, I was just going to say, I want to give you, I, I would love to just give you a live piece of advice right here, which okay. would be, you are a professional athlete with talents and with accolades now that are very unique. And that is worth a lot. And I, you know, and I, w I want to just tell you as a former classic champion myself to not sell yourself short. Cliff, we talk about it a lot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I would I would tell you that you're in a very good position and do not sell yourself short because, you know, you're you're uh, you're special, you know. And I, 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 when I look, no, seriously, I don't, I don't mean that. Sounds like, like a Timmy special, from South Park. Yeah, I don't mean that in a short bus kind of way, but um, <laughs> I think athletes in fishing have sold themselves short sometimes in, in yeah. years prior. And, and, you know, as our sport grows and advances, it's important for you, not just for yourself and for your business and your family, but it's important for you for the next classic champ 
yep. to to establish yourself and to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a two-time classic champ. And and when you establish that value, it'll help the other guys next in line. You know, so I I wish you all the best with that, and and I just I want you to keep that in mind. Cause you're you're uh, it's important what happened. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, um, we are definitely taking all that in and gotten some pretty good advice from uh, some other people that have been close to that situation. One of them possibly was in that situation and um, we're going to do the best, uh, the best business decision we can make. I mean, you said it before business is business, personal is personal, yeah. fishing is fishing. Yeah. You know, they all three collide sometimes, but you've got to do what's best. You got to do what's best for you, Becky and the kids. I got to do what's best for my family yeah. and my career. So it's all the same way. So, that's what we're looking forward to. If you hear some noise, my family just came in from, I think they were out to pier fishing. And the dogs are going that's crazy. Awesome. We're, we're good, but no. Nah. Um, and like I mentioned, mentioned to Brian, I might have questions that come up and you might hear from me. Well, we, mean, we'd love. We, you would I, be great. You two right there on the couch, that would be the, the best probably to get the information from or advice from because uh, you've been through all this yeah well, when it comes to the wild animals does he need a contact for pro edge fishing <laughs> <laughs> well hank hank honestly our our phone's always on for you if you have any questions you know as you go through this journey please let us know we'd, we'd love to help you yeah let me, let me say um mike turned one classic win into a castle bro so <laughs> <laughs> just saying um, I don't need a castle. I need about a hundred acres with deer on it and a yeah. log cabin and a gated fence. Yeah, yeah. that sounds pretty yeah. damn good. Every time Cliff comes, he points out, he's like, I think that's new. It's <laughs> 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 a compound. The compound. It started as a house. HQ. Yeah. I'm like, dude, the barn would be cool right here. Mike's like, we start next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, a pool right here. Pool's in the ground. <laughs> that's right. It's all Cliff's vision. Um, yeah, I got a call from Becky. She's like, uh, yeah, Mike's uh, birthday's coming up. I'm going to need you to get over here next week. Check your shit. Get over here. You got to hang a TV outside on the fireplace <laughs> and put this pizza oven together. <laughs> pizza oven. You got it, Beck. I'm on it. I'm on it. I, I, mean, I, think, I think I asked. Wasn't I nice about it? Ah, come on. Who does that? All right, Ooh. Hank. Hank who as do we, nice as Becky can be. Hank, who do we got here? We have another special guest joining us. Who do we have? This is Christian. Christian! Hey. Hi. Hi. Christian got confetti for sale. I know. That's <laughs> right. All right, Christian, I'm going to put you on the spot for this interview. Are you proud of your dad? Um, yes, sir. That's awesome. Speak up. That's awesome. I can't believe he's, I can't believe he's being shy. He's never shy. No, I'm very shy. I just been on the pier and didn't catch anything. <laughs> well, tell him what you call him. <laughs> I caught a 25-inch flounder. I heard that. That's a uh, we call those doormats in Jersey. That's awesome. Congrats. Now, do y'all call them flukes or you call them flounder? We call them both. It's like an interchangeable terminology. Summer winter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's awesome. Um, Hank, I got one more question. You're on vacation. We're not going to keep it. This is my last question. Okay. This is a personal question because I feel like, you know, when you achieve goals in your life, you know, you sort of like run out of stuff. 
you run out of stuff. But maybe not. What's next? What's next for you? T tell me, what are your personal goals left in the sport of fishing? Oh, man, you know, a three-peat would be unheard of, but that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I've won the All-Star event. I've won the Open. I've come close to winning a regular season tournament like eight times. So I would like to get one of those. I would like to get one of those blue trophies. And, uh, you, you know, my whole journey in this fishing, I just want, when I get done, kind of like Cliff was saying earlier, when I get done and I'm walking down the street, I want some, I, I want a guy to be able to talk to his son and say, you see that guy right there? He did it the right way. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. That's awesome. A legacy. Legacy is very cool. Yeah. Well, I, th I think you're going to do it, Hank. Um, you've got a long career still. You've got a lot of time to fulfill some of those goals, and uh, I feel good about it. I think you're going to do it. Brian Carpenter, did you have something for Hank? I mean, yeah, man, you just closed the damn interview with that. That was that was the, that was that deep close it out in I know. fashion, man. <laughs> I know it was. Well, I don't. I well, don't. My, my stuff's stupid. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, your stuff's not stupid. Come right. on, Brian, you always have good the stuff. The hell it ain't. No, it's good. All right, I got a few things that came through uh, YouTube. But uh, Hank, where'd you play college ball? At UNC Pembroke. Okay. And favorite baseball team? Red Sox. All right. Boston. Yeah. You ever see Pat Burrell run? This was this for me. Have I ever seen him run? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, why? Well, you got to look at it, man. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous. He looked like he's running with swim fins on, I swear. <laughs> Marches. <laughs> for an athlete, he was a terrible runner. But I, I just wanted, like, who in the Elite Series runs like Pat Burrell? <laughs> who would run? Probably Brock. 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh. Very heavy-footed. Who's a better Who's yeah. a better third baseman, Brock or Hank? Who's the better infielder? Because both of them played college ball. Me. Oh <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yes. Good answer. Good answer. You, you, you know, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, like I said, outfield was just kind of my forte. I could just run them down and get them. So yeah. probably, probably Brock was probably the better infielder. Mm. I figured when I played in the outfit, I had less to worry about. You don't have to worry about all the plays and signs and all that. You just go get it. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And uh, last one, this come from YouTube, Scott Easel. Would you trade your two classics to play pro ball? Oh. Not, not a chance. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. That's an awesome answer. <laughs> nice. yeah. It's a great answer. Your, bo your body thanks you, your arms, your knees, all that. Maybe, well, maybe I don't not. know. Throwing jerk baits. I've, I've thrown as many jerk baits as I probably would have thrown fastballs. Yeah. <laughs> it all evened out in the end. Yeah. Uh, Hank, I can't thank you for joining us. Uh, I can't thank you enough for joining us on the show. Uh, I uh, we came close to not talking any fishing. We snuck a little in there, but we came close to not talking any fishing. I appreciate you taking time out of your vacation and. Uh, Man, you got a you got a journey ahead of you as being a two-time classic champion, and we wish you all the best. Wish you all the luck in the I world. I appreciate it very much. There you have it. Hank Cherry, yes. everybody on the show. Have fun, guys. Have fun on your vacation. Thank you. See you. Okay, good night. Party people in the house. Cliff, that's hard Brian, to do. Brian, uh, Buck Stronghold Gentleman Bronco what wants that? to know, when's the giveaway for your classic boots going to happen? Giveaway. Wait, 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 wait. That reminds me. Riz, did I...
test you with a giveaway for tonight? Yeah, the boots. What? what? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna do it in the third segment in the notes. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's so full of it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? What are we giving away? To I we're said if anyone sent in their address, they got a mystery tackle box because we we have. Now I'm gonna get seventy uh, addresses. Good. Right. Copy and paste. <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> Look at that, wow. Miss Becky. Maybe create a challenge with it. Yeah. Best comments, third uh, segment. All right. No, but what I was yeah. saying. Who can comment the most? What I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's we got enough boxes. Bring them on. <laughs> it's hard to win two classics. That's a hard They're thing. They're empty boxes. Dude, check this out. It, no? We get <laughs> we get caught in it because we like we we close to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're talking about winning two classics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just to qualify for a classic is. Hard. To qualify for one classic is. Awesome. Then if you if you qualify for another one, like and you go back to back, just to qualify for the classic is cool. Very very cool. And then very difficult. Yeah, just to get there oh, and then yeah. to win one, and then to win another one. Yeah. It's um, it's cool to watch that stuff go down. Yeah, it's very cool. Very very cool. Like people have made careers off of making a classic. Yeah. Or two classics. Oh yeah. Like just qualifying. Yeah. Yeah. I qualify for four. Yeah. Over I don't know like ten years or nine years or something, and it, and it was when when you make one it's like oh that was a good year I yeah. made a classic so to win two of them yeah it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty, pretty sweet had to win one is sweet to win two is twice as sweet yeah mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing uh Brian Carpenter you want to take a little break yes let's take a break mm-hmm. and then listen hang in there if you're watching right now this has been a great amazing night of course Cliff Crochet. Joining us right here in the studio, Miss Rebecca just walked in. Brian DeCarpenter, Riz pushing buttons. We just heard from Hank Cherry. Yeah. But when we come back, Brian DeCarpenter, we're going to do an MTB unboxing, and we're giving stuff away. Yeah. And, and guys, away. please, please yeah. send me your 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 full address. There's probably a lot of Windflower Trails in the country, so <laughs> send me the states, the zip like. Put it all in the same message. If we're going to rattle them through here. All right, Windflower, and you, you don't get uh, a box I, we like. Have. A special guest. Oh, and we do. That's right. Yes. I forgot. We might have a special guest. Well, we do okay. Have, yeah. All right. So hang in there. Oh, when we come yeah. back, Brian, we've got Brian? more iLive, Live, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we have that. We have that, too. Okay. Ooh. Hang in there. Oh. Four and a half inch drop shot worm. Bama bug. Finesse jig, PB&J. Give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught. No, 4 EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerk bait and a stick bait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about calculus. And he knows a lot about calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, four places to throw a frog, exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass and how-to videos for all the great baits I receive how to tune a crankbait is that underwater footage I smell I got goosebumps so if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me or you just like getting new tackle every month go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today Live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Oh. Is he in my pocket? This time of year, I definitely recommend. 
putting a little bit of this on your soft plastics too. There he is. Another one, next cast. And that would be number six, I'm addicted. I'll admit it, I'm, I'm straight addicted. This might be bigger. You think so? Yeah. mayhem on your crappy jig and look where the stripers get it you can't even see it man that might be a keeper you take pride in your boat so it deserves the best protection possible our durable woven fabric prevents ripping and provides uv protection and our tape seams provide protection against the elements the heavy duty shock cord hem and strap and buckle system provide a tight and secure fit our top-of-the-line boat covers come with a ventilation system to keep your boat free from mole buildup. Empire Covers, protecting what you love. This is your tackle. Not that kind of tackle. You use it to catch this, or this, or this. You also use this, and that, and these. This, this is your environment. So is this. You love it, live for it, but it will turn this into that. This is the Flambeau Z-Rust Max Tuftainer Series. These are fully infused with exclusive Z-Rust VCI anti-corrosion technology. This is a U.S. Naval battleship. The same Z-Rust technology used here has been used on those to protect advanced weapon systems from corrosion in conditions like these. For the fish, it's invisible, odorless, tasteless. And for you, it's FDA-safe anti-rust protection for a minimum of five years. This is the next level of tackle management. Not that kind of management. This is the Flambeau legacy of tackle systems. What's your tackle worth? It's more than who you are. It's who you're with. And it's more than what you do. It's where you do it. Tin Cup Mountain Whiskey. Just got yelled at.